In this series, we interview game changers from around the globe about digital ethics, online activism and social media. We get to know them, their stories and how they have harnessed one of the greatest phenomenons of our time. A little warning, most of our episodes are for adult ears only with frequent droppage of the F-bomb. I'm Roisin Bevan. And I'm Daisy Grant. And this is Harness. I mean, I fucking love women and I want women to feel good about themselves and inspired and badass. In March of this year, we interviewed the delightful Natalie Lee, known to her followers as Style Me Sunday. Natalie Lee is one powerful woman. She started a blog to empower fellow mums and celebrate the uniqueness of all women. This blog transitioned into an Instagram and she has certainly stuck true to her roots. Natalie is bold and unapologetic. She does a weekly hashtag Friday finger post, often scantily clad with her middle finger up to the camera as a big fuck off to the patriarchy. She answered this phone call whilst having a bath, which is exactly the kind of energy we are here for. Her purpose, as she sees it, is to make women feel great about themselves because she fucking loves them. Her passion for making social media accessible really struck a chord with Roisin and I. We discuss body positivity, dick pics, masturbation, motherhood, being black, ableism, and why she never talks about politics. What a bloody combo! Welcome to the first episode of Harness. We hope you enjoy it. Here is Natalie Lee. For, for people who aren't familiar with you, can you, in your own words, tell us a little bit about yourself? How do you describe yourself? Oh, God, I hate that question. All right, well, um, fuck it. Let's, let's move on to the next else. question. <laughs> you no, honestly, we'll we can sack you. it off. We don't, we don't care. Uh, no, we'll like, explain we'll you. <laughs> I need to get better at that question. I need to yes. anyway. Come on. Wh- who are yes. you? What, do you, what, is it, what are you about? Okay, okay. alternatively, you oh. could make something up. <laughs> we can, we're not going to fact check anything I'm Natalie and I'm a dolphin trainer stunning <laughs> <laughs> um, so no I'm Natalie and um, I've got a blog called Style Me Sunday now most of it is on Instagram I try and inspire women to feel comfortable in their skin I talk a lot about um, issues that affect me as a woman and um, yeah, just just have a little rant every now and again. Um, I also do lots of fashion and beauty as well. Mm. I've got two children. I live in East London and yeah, that's me. Beautiful. What do you have for breakfast most days? <laughs> Oh, um, well, today I had a banana, which is really boring. But normally I have toast and Nutella. Oh, That's my oh, favourite. Stunning. Hello. Should have combined the two, yeah. toast, Nutella, banana, you know. Yes. Yum, yum, I know, yum, I've yum. never tried that. Actually, oh, I might. It goes so well together. So I have banana Sorry, I and cheese off. sometimes. Shut up. That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> what? Banana and cheese. And my wife, I had it the other day and she was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's but actually it's a, a lovely combo. I would recommend Oh, I might try it. Is it cheddar cheese that you Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. into yeah. this at all. How dare you encourage her? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Natalie. Good. Natalie's supporting women in all their endeavours. Um, Cheese and bananas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but And you used to be a midwife, didn't you? Oh, yes, I did. Do Thank you feel you. like being, I don't know, a midwife, being around women, seeing women at their most vulnerable, their most powerful, their most raw, has sort of given you a different perspective? You have, I feel like you have a lot to teach other women and mm. I'm wondering if that, that's where that comes from. I think, yeah, you're you're completely right. What I do now 
is definitely um, has definitely been impacted by my time as a midwife. I mean, I fucking love women yes. and I want women to feel, you know, good about themselves and inspired and badass and mm. everything they can be. I just feel like for so long women have really felt um, that they weren't good enough and you know there's just so many self-confidence issues that really affect women primarily and um, anything I can do to support and inspire and just love women I will. Mm, that's beautiful and I guess seeing like you know after you see a woman give birth after you Mm. see so many women give birth or you you, Daisy and I don't have kids but you know once your body has has done that has grown delivered had a human being yeah the idea of having to live up to some fucking beauty standard must be just ludicrous absolutely and you know it never failed to make me really quite emotional when I saw what women's bodies could do I was just like this is fucking amazing yes I mean you know nothing else tops that Mm. so yeah I I just I just think women are are fantastic Mm. and we need to celebrate ourselves more and is that what encouraged you to start using social media and start blogging or was there something else that triggered that um so i did it when i was i started when i was on maternity leave like lots of people you know lots of people start up businesses when they've got a bit of headspace and um i wanted to do something other than sort of changing nappies and feeding my baby at that time So I started up my blog, which was primarily fashion at that time. And um, I just really enjoyed it. I loved the creative space that it allowed me to explore. And yeah, it's kind of just gone from there. That was seven, over seven years ago now. Wow. And um, I haven't ever wanted to stop doing it, really. Yeah. I did stop a little while when my daughter got ill, but um, that's the beauty of it. So, Mm. you know, because I'm freelance, I can pick it up and put it down whenever I like. And that's the great thing about it. It's very flexible. I can say no. I can say no to work and I don't have to take it all on. So that's great. I mean, on the subject of your daughter, if you don't mind me asking, Mm -hmm. so much of the work that you're doing is, is... about empowering women, about empowering the next generation, including your daughters. And you speak very movingly about your daughters, mm-hmm. about paving a very accepting and inclusive path for them. And your eldest daughter was diagnosed um, with what and when and can you tell us a, a yeah. bit about that experience? Yeah, sure. So my do- eldest daughter, who's now nine, was diagnosed with a rare genetic condition called brittle cornea syndrome. Mm-hmm. And that means that it primarily affects her eyes and um, also hearing loss as well. But she is, but she's basically, she's losing her sight. So she's lost her sight in one eye and, you know, the other one's going to. And there's very strong chance that she's going to be completely blind Um, and I want to let her know that Mm. it's okay to be different in society. You don't have to fit this one mould, and I think, you know, 
people with disabilities often feel left out of mainstream society because mm. they're well, not they, really they are left out aren't they in so yeah. many ways they're just kind of forgotten about forgotten yeah. to be included forgotten Absolutely. that they exist forgotten that their whole full beings sexual vibrant sensual people yeah and people seem to think that that's their that's a hindrance upon them like that their disability is stopping them from doing things when really yeah. it's everything one around them that stopped exactly. them from getting on with it exactly if we can just um make the environment more accessible absolutely then we can include them in everything we do so um and it, and, and, and i don't want it to be a them and us situation yeah you know? it's it's just and my daughter has definitely inspired that frame of mind because if if I had if that hadn't have happened to her or to us mm. I might never even been thinking this because you just don't think about other people if you haven't experienced it yeah and it's not necessarily out of a, a disregard for them but it's just as you say it just it's not on it's not in your world and it's not on no. your, your your mind until it does cross that yeah. you know you don't think about it yeah but I, yeah. I, I think that is what is something powerful about social media that we are thinking about other people in a more inclusive way because the people are coming into our framework that just would it not comes have into been your there. home it comes into your people yeah. come to your world that you wouldn't see elsewhere from yeah. everywhere and yeah, how can absolutely. how can we as users and and also what's the responsibility on influencers to to make social media or online platforms a more inclusive place? I think it's really important to try and make it more inclusive. Um, on my stories, I um, try and do subtitles as much as possible, so that people with any hearing difficulties can um, be included, and that's really quite simple. Um, another thing you can do is, I'm actually not so good at this because it, it takes quite a lot of time, but you could put um, image descriptions mm. after every caption you do on mm. your photos. Because um, I, I was thinking when that. I was reading some of the articles you, about your, your daughter and things that you'd written, I, I was... I felt a bit heartbroken, I guess, for you that your medium is such a visual medium and yeah. a lot of the work you do in fashion is so is so about the, the, yeah, the visual aspect and then having to reframe and, and, and just, I just wondered how that was for you, um, having a, a, a blind or a visually impaired daughter, how mm. then that must, how did that feel or how does that feel? I think, yeah, you've just got to think about how to adapt things. And every single thing that is visual can absolutely be adapted and explained and made accessible to somebody who's living with um, any sight loss. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just about changing how you think rather mm. than, you know, it's now, you know, it's not something that gets me down or anything. Mm. It's literally, we, it, it, it's woven into our every single day life. You know, it's wonderful. Go, yeah. If we go to the theatre or something like that, either me or her dad will be whispering in her ear about what's what exactly is going on. And, mm. you know, this is just our normal life now. It's, mm. um, yeah, everything's doable and adaptable and everyone yeah. can kind of, I guess, make a difference as well on social media in that way. And they can uh, hopefully, yeah. oh, not even just social media in general, you know, everyone can make little changes that makes everyone's life easier, no? And maybe it's actually really unhelpful for people like me to say that they're heartbroken. Maybe that's not 
helpful at all. Maybe I don't have a right to be heartbroken. Maybe I can just be absolutely in awe of um, you and your <laughs> daughter's strength and confidence and ability to adapt. So let me reframe that in that I'm I'm um, amazed and excited by the way that you just grab life by mm-hmm. the balls. Actually, Thanks. speaking of speaking of balls, this is a really big segue, but <laughs> can we talk about dick pics for a second (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my favorite topic (laughs) unsolicited dick pics wow not my favorite topic at all yeah just in case anyone was literally about to send you a dick pic it is not her favorite topic (laughs) just to make that really fucking clear (laughs) oh oh, no Yeah. (laughs) yeah so so you know on my instagram i show my body and my body and my my feed is not for men. I actually really hate it when men follow me. And I often block men on Instagrams. You should see the list of my blocked list. It's very long. But I can imagine. Occasionally, they will slip through because I because I can't quite pick them all up. And um, yeah, sometimes I get men sending me pictures of their dicks, which is really fucking annoying because actually like okay look i i can have a laugh about it i i actually turned it around on mm. instagram and well, got can everyone you, yeah i was gonna say can you explain this that recently you were sent uh, yeah. one uh, another um dick pic yeah so i was sent i was sent a dick pic and it was just really offensive and i thought you know i'm just i'm i'm gonna out this person mm-hmm. um and I'm but you gonna, did cover his dick. Uh, I you, did. You were kind to slightly yes. kind. And but all, you know, his face was covered. I didn't do that. He had done that. So. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, you know, I actually thought that. I thought she's, you know, she's making a point, but she's actually being quite generous to. No! to he should be. He should be. Re- you know. Yeah. Um. But so the slimy little fucker. He yeah. he's happy he to, for you face. to see his dick, but not his face. What exactly? A, oh yeah. my! That's outrageous. I know. I know. <gasps> so anyway, I reposted his dick on slightly covered up um, on social media, and then I invited uh, my followers to do their own solicited dick pics which was so much fun like we had so much fun about it people use sausages and um pepper mills and you know toy dinosaurs and it was just so much fun and it was a really nice way to change it around and not Mm. feel victimized by it and show the ridiculousness of it as well yeah it's like come on this is so silly one of the one of the um guests we spoke to recently was clementine ford and uh, she says in her book fight like a girl uh, about actually the power in laughing at men because men hate to be laughed at um, and they're so afraid of being laughed at laughing at that masculinity and the fragility of it yeah yeah and um she 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 writes amazingly about just the power of laughing at men and and it is i mean right. it is a hugely serious topic it's it's harassment it's assault but it's also the power yeah. in just going actually fuck you we as a collective um yeah. can 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 actually take this into our own hands and mm. just have a good old loll at it at your bloody expense Ex- exactly it was but fantastic I, what you did i wonder you know how 
how I would have felt being um, a 13-year-old girl getting that. Mm. And I just think, you know, luckily I'm older and more resilient to be able to take the ball by the horns, so to speak, <laughs> and um, turn it around. But don't fucking do that. It's It's really... Aggressive why do they think rude. that we want to see it i like I what are know. you going to get out of it and didn't instagram say that it didn't violate their community yeah. guidelines what is yeah, that about i don't understand I know. I know i think because you can't report at the moment you can't report dms that's such a big loophole that really needs to be fixed because that's yeah. outrageous like the amount of hate that people and hate speech and i can't even imagine what people get in their instagram um personal DMs, messages yeah. like that's insane that yeah, they wouldn't tackle that. that i don't I'm tempted to write a strongly worded letter maybe we should do that after to oh, instagram should we sit down i, I mean, think you should yeah. i think we might did you see my picture that got taken down when i started talking about masturbation <gasps> no yes. i didn't see it yeah, could you please I saw your response to it as well could yeah. you explain what that was i was talking on instagram um about how it's really important to teach the younger generation that, and us as well, that mm -hmm. um, female pleasure and um, touching yourself is is not shameful and it's okay to do. And actually it's a really safe way to explore your body. Um, especially, you know, you know, when you're a kid, I, I don't know about you, but the first time I ever explored my body was through somebody else's hands mm. and I feel like we need to be um, encouraging kids that it's absolutely okay to touch themselves oh a hundred percent I remember I, f I remember when I was like 12 and we were sitting in class and uh it was a it was a sex ed class and everyone yeah. had put in anonymous questions into uh bucket or whatever and the teacher was picking them up and she one of the questions was something along the lines of um when do girls start masturbating and I was I my my head exploded because I was like <laughs> I was like I only knew that boys could masturbate like I only knew that boys could yes. and I was like wow. and I knew how boys masturbated before I knew that women could experience female like could experience pleasure that's, um, yeah, that's insane that's, I um I, know, I, I know. did have one occasion where my mum had to like call me aside and uh, tell me to stop humping the edges of the couch but as a kid <laughs> So I think maybe I did you do a bit of self. A lot yeah, yeah. Um, so you had a little exploration. Yourself. I did. Fuck! I didn't know I wasn't supposed to hump the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly not but when we know, had guests. I think she said. <laughs> but you know, if I mean, obviously, you know, we we didn't really know better then, but I think we do now. And if, mm. and if my daughters, you know, started humping the couch, I would just tell them. It's absolutely okay to do that, but let me just show you a private place where you can do that on I'll your just, own. I'll just usher you into <laughs> your bedroom. <laughs> um, That's gorgeous. But yeah, you you just there's no sense of language, or at least it, it feels like this. Um, so much has happened in the last decade, even five years, about um, yeah. even the language around uh, women and pleasure and sex and yes. um, and Orgasms you know and yeah. And we're not, you know, as much as we've talked about the the dick pics and and the trolls on on Instagram and on social media, and yeah. we we're not in any way trying to to shy away from that. I think we can all agree that social media has been so good in other ways, in that we certainly have feel like we've been 
taught a lot we've been challenged a lot we've thought about things and and um we're trying to look at those stories as well and and I guess I'd like to know what sort of brought you over to Instagram and uh what you got out of Instagram that maybe was different from your blog or or um, other forms of connecting with people I started Instagram the same time as I started my blog about seven years ago and I came over to it merely as a sort of promotional tool for my blog but what has transpired over the years of using it is that I have been educated, empowered, inspired by so many different people that I never would have been, you know, connected with before. And it's just, it's done the world of good for me. Mm. My mind has been blown open by so many topics and, you know, inclusiveness and racism and Mm. body positivity there's so many topics that are just I've just got so much out of Instagram and me too uh, yeah I just love it I love it so much and I imagine a lot of people reach out to you what sort of questions do they come with what are your kind of frequently asked questions that you get on your Instagram um lots of people ask me how where does my confidence come from or how can I be more confident where does your confidence come from well, I definitely think Instagram has has made a wonderful impact on my confidence because it. I no longer give a fuck about looking uh, how I think men want me to look, mm. and I um, embrace my body. It's it's you know, mm. it, life is short, and we might as well just bloody enjoy it. So, so for people who might say, oh, that is so vapid or shallow to post that photo of you in your undies or post that selfie, what, what would you like them to understand? What I want them to understand is the pictures that I post um, show a different kind of narrative from the ones that we were seeing in the media like 10 years ago. Mm. Um, they show different textures of skin Mm -hmm. they show different shapes and sizes of women that isn't just your typical model standard for people viewing that you know research has shown that if you see lots of different body types it makes you feel more confident in your own um, self-esteem your self-esteem increases so that's why I do it. I was listening to your own podcast, uh, The Everything Project, um, one episode yeah. in particular uh, called Being Black. And in it, you remarked uh, that you felt there was this sort of unspoken pressure to minimise your blackness growing up. And, and what you're, yes. you're saying just here really reminds me of that. Um, I guess, mm. do you wish that you'd had a Natalie Lee in your life when you were growing up? Hell yes, Absolutely. Um, I grew, um, especially in terms of my blackness, mm-hmm. um, I grew up in a single parent family. My mum's white and my dad was not around. And I really struggled with my identity. Mm. I really, really did. Um, Marilyn Monroe was like my um, pin-up idol. And um, I wanted to be her. Yeah. And it was, I used to, I, I, I used to get upset a lot. Uh, that I wasn't white and that I didn't have long blonde hair mm. and um, it was a real struggle growing up not being able to see people who looked like me in positions of 
I don't know, in positions that you um, admire. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that's yeah. like. It's And that's, the, I guess, the amazing thing now about that we do have that exposure and representation exactly. so much more pushed. And not that social media is going to fix the yeah. world or, or, or rectify, but I do feel like, you know, to just see someone who she looks like me or she I could be her exactly. you know to I, anything like that is so moving and I, I think if we'd all had that version of whoever that is at 15 um maybe you wouldn't have felt so lonely yeah or alone oh my or, god mm. absolutely I mean the thing is with um social media I think the change is being is happening now from the ground up whereas before we're subjected to um, what the marketing people want us to see. So we were subjected to the images of what the boardrooms decided hmm. they were going to present to us. Yeah. And now with social media, actually, we're getting back control and we're saying, fuck you. Actually, we want to feel just as valuable as, the, you know, your trophy girlfriends. Yes. And actually... We're, you know we're okay with that and and let's inspire others to feel mm. okay and I want to be validated too. and I want to yeah. be seen and, and now the yeah. brands are responding you know that th- we see it uh, well we're seeing oh, it yeah. like we're taking it into our hands we're saying this is what we want these are the people who we want who, yes. who make us feel good and then you can see it brands are now taking it on they're they're slight, in, you know they're they're slow they're, they're dragging their heels but they are um responding and if they're not then they look outdated yeah mm. it's we, also I guess it's a slippery slope isn't it because you don't know if they're just doing it because it's trendy now it's like do you have the actual i don't know yeah i, I hear ethos, exactly, I hear ethos, exactly you know do you understand do, does it mean but, something to you or are you just trying to but, make money i mean it doesn't it doesn't really matter that's at the end that's of the day. yeah because if if they and and i don't think this is a trend that will just go away i think whatever their motives i don't give a shit about what their motives are but i want to be seeing lots of different types of bodies mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. in front of my eyes and do you think For, those yeah, beauty totally. standards are shifting i'm thinking about you know how, as a woman with daughters is it actually trickling down to that younger generation are, are your daughters growing up a little bit freer of those pressures than than you were or is you know how is that what do you see absolutely i don't think it cannot not impact the younger generation you know you don't realize how much your children are taking in Mm, from you know that's how you learn about the world Mm. through your parents and through your peers and you know just by me taking back control and actually turning it around and loving myself instead of hating myself will have a huge impact on my children. Absolutely. They won't they won't see me dieting and trying the bloody cabbage soup diet or they won't see me standing on a, a, some scales and mm. crying. Because you know. we know now, don't we, that you can tell a girl she's beautiful and that she's valuable all she likes, but if she sees her mother yes. yeah. do it every day, the and that's the experience of, um, you know, so many women I know where they said, I was loved, I was, I was, I felt supported, I was never criticised, 
but yeah. I saw my mother hate herself. Exactly. And, you know, it just seeps into your bones, doesn't it? it, it and it will. If you if if your, your mother is like that, you take a bit of that on. You can't and help it, yeah. No. Because that's what you're growing up around. Exactly. Could you tell us about the hashtag Warrior Woman initiative? Yeah, so I started up the Warrior Woman project a couple of years ago now, mm-hmm. and I... Um, just wanted to solidify what I'd sort of built on on social media and I wanted to actually get women in a room and take off their clothes however much they felt comfortable with and enjoy their bodies feel beautiful and feel encouraged and supported and that's exactly what happened and it was great initially they were very um, scared and nervous about taking off their clothes and having pictures taken um, but it was such a wonderful environment and you know after they did you know start stripping off it was really hard to get them to put their clothes back on again because they just felt wonderful and free oh, that's you beautiful know? Mm. so beautiful and it was a lovely day of talks and you know alcohol and music <laughs> and live art and women just felt like actually their bodies aren't going to hold them back and stop them from doing anything. And I had so many messages of people saying to me, you don't know how much that one day changed my outlook on life. Wow, that's incredible. And obviously we, we shared it on social media as well. So it impacted a lot more people than just the ones who attended Mm. the day which was great. I had an email from a lady who said to me, I haven't worn a pair of shorts in the summer for 10 years. And she said, after seeing all those wonderful pictures of all those different beautiful bodies, I'm going to now wear a pair of shorts. And you know what? It felt great. That is fantastic. And I I love that about the online spaces that it it just allows for there's so many more topics or so many kind of deeper connections. Okay, on yes, as you say, you you started your blog mainly about fashion, but you talk about so much and you you touch on so many topics, mental health, body positivity, race, gender, alopecia, you know, motherhood, orgasms, everything. Um, (laughs) It's it's amazing. It really is. I'm wondering, you know, you've got nearly 65,000 followers on Instagram. You have a lot of people watching for every little thing you put out, everything you say. Does that ever, does that pressure ever get to you? Um, Not really. No. Um, I... I still try and talk like I'm talking to my friend, my mm. best friend. So I, I'm, the numbers, it's, it's very hard to really think about what those numbers actually means in real terms. Mm. So, um, no, I don't think about it at all. But it does Well, I guess I- that's why maybe, you know, your honesty and your, your confidence is, I, I guess, why people are so drawn to you. I feel like I... Uh, you're a friend. oh that's so sweet (laughs) but it does exactly what I want to be I know but it's true and it does absolutely translate you say okay it it doesn't affect you and that's amazing I'm thinking maybe for someone else who has who doesn't have that experience and then they're finding themselves watching every photo for the likes going up putting things up and then thinking oh god I need to go back and edit that because that's not uh, that's not what I meant or I often make mistakes and we're all human and I think not everyone's gonna like you 
Mm. And you can't be all things to all people, right? So um, you've really got to try and disentangle yourself from that minefield of feeling like you have to get it right all the time because Mm. you don't you really don't often I feel like Instagram is often quite unforgiving for people uh who say the wrong thing yeah and do you feel like there is enough of a leeway for people to learn and grow it it can be brutal Mm. it can be brutal but I have always said I am very open to criticism as long as you're not a troll account and you're not hiding then I will have a proper conversation with you if you're if you've got some valid points because actually I have been criticised before and they had some really fucking good points and I learned from that and yeah I'm I'm willing to have that conversation because yeah I don't get it right all the time and you can take that forward and. Yeah, there, um, yeah, it's market research at the end of the day. It's, mm. it's the best bloody market research you're ever going to get. And maybe so, if as women we let go of this idea that we have to be perfect and if we're not perfect, we're not lovable, then yeah. we'd be more open to having those discussions without feeling like we've just done something wrong. And I think for so many girls and women, the idea of getting it wrong and doing wrong is like petrifying. I get so scared yeah. of posting anything political on social my, oh, any of my social God, media accounts so and I'm like so I'm not I'm not an idiot the people who should be scared aren't yeah scared. the people exactly I'm like I've got a bit of a brain like I can uh, but I'm still so petrified that I'm gonna yeah. fuck it up and someone's gonna be like you are yeah. a fraud yeah and I want to get you um to be honest with you top politics is one of the one things I won't touch on yes because it's so divisive it is yeah um, and it's so, and you know, my views change all the time on it exactly. as well. Exactly, We're um, all learning. And also you've got to set yeah. your own boundaries. Like if you don't want to talk about politics, you don't talk about politics. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I did more parenting stuff, if you, if you start a conversation about breastfeeding, mm. it will open up a can of worms. I've and, heard of, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I guess parenting in general really is such a minefield for yes. uh, disagreements and. Oh, but, but people get to pat- get particularly hot under the collar about yeah um, birth Breast. breastfeeding mm. yes don't they they do and so fucking judgy so judgy oh. it's like you know please the don't mom police. Ever, yeah don't yeah. ever judge anyone else's parenting it's just not wise and it you will get egg on your face if you do because. Yeah you know mm. uh, but yeah it's one of those things so there is there there are things that I won't go near fair enough thank you so much for talking with us it's been uh, honestly such a treat uh, we love to follow you we love what you're doing for women for you. young women all women across all ages you're brilliant um, <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, trans women I love them all <laughs> we love you so thank you so much Natalie my and- pleasure and you know you've just made my bath time so wonderful I oh, love that you. you're having a bath it's just the most wholesome thing ever <laughs> I'm so happy oh it's been a pleasure what a lovely woman such a lovely woman she was a lovely woman she was so nice, so friendly, so open. So gorgeous. And also, yeah, so, just I want, so confident. I want her to be I don't want to keep saying confident. I don't, I don't know another word for it, but. Unapologetic. I, zesty. I love zesty. She's so zesty. She just like doesn't give a fuck. 
I want her to be my friend. I think she is our friend now. Because I said that earlier and she laughed. So basically, (laughs) when someone laughs at you, that means they're your friend. No, she she laughed at you, Daisy. Didn't she laugh with me? She didn't say yes. She didn't say the magic word. (laughs) But she said she'd come to our party. Natalie, come to our party. I love what she said about her, the way that she was sort of talking about her daughter Mm. and her daughter's disability and just how actually it's just their new normal and reframing that being disabled does not mean that you you're in, you're inhibited from living your life because of that yeah and those narratives aren't particularly helpful um i really appreciate it as well when you because you said i was heartbroken and then you uh, retraced that was re- that was great and that i think she'll really appreciate that you you recognize that you mm. could have framed it in a different way and that, like that's I, awesome yeah and uh, and i that did occur to me as I was saying it just I feel sad that the world is not ready has not caught up to to the needs of mm-hmm. your child Absolutely. and that therefore uh, your child's experience might be more difficult because of the world not because of her and she's just um, so amazing because she didn't sound like she resented that she was like we're adapting like me and my husband will whisper in her ear what's going on in the theater fuck yeah Good well, on I'm her. Just, yeah. That's so it's so. Well, it was positive. like, remember that thing I sent you and the reason I tried to turn it into a compliment. Remember, I um, Daisy apologizes a lot for <laughs> just various things. And um, I sent uh, <laughs> I sent her a thing the other day, which was about turning your, so, your apology into, yeah, a compliment. Yep. I can't. Oh, I found it. Okay. Do you want to read it or shall I? You go. Okay. So stop apologizing, start thanking. And this is the artwork is by Crazy Head Comics on Instagram. So you would turn, I'm sorry, I'm always late to thank you for waiting for me. And then I'm sorry for being so sensitive becomes thank you for being accepting of me. I'm sorry, I always mess up is thank you for being patient when I make a mistake. I'm sorry that you have to help me so much. Thank you for doing me a favor. And the last one is, I'm sorry for talking so much to thank you for listening to me. I think that's so lovely. I think it? it's beautiful and it's, it's And it makes really the important. other person feel good because, you know, rather than saying I'm a shit bloke, it's like you're actually a fucking great one. Yeah, it works both ways. And I really like it. Oh, I loved Natalie. Love Natalie, big fan. Massive fan. Huge. Follow her. Follow her. You'll feel Natalie, good. Stylely Sunday. Yum 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 yum. Put it in my tum tum. She's also got <laughs> fucking great style. Great makeup. She's hot. She's a hot mama. She is. Well done. Well done. You did great. Thank you for being brilliant. Thank you for listening to Project Harness. I thought you were going to give me a compliment. Thank you for. Listening to Project Harness. <laughs> Fuck you for Project listening Harness. to Project Harness. No. Yeah, fuck you, Project Harness. No, we love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Harness. It would really help us if you could like, review, share, subscribe, follow, all that magical stuff. You know what to do. One more thing. We are proud friends of Rafiki Moima and the Carly Ryan Foundation. Both charities work tirelessly to help protect young people from harm and suffering. Support us by following the work of these amazing charities and, of course, each of the incredible guests we've had on the show. We'll include links in the show notes. Thanks for listening.